Here's the latest CSM interview from Talking in Stations. Damien Blackie, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Enjoying the, the evening. So you're running for CSM, but tell me about your background before we start talking about CSM stuff. So um, my background uh, in real life is into automation development and client experience. So I'm really you know, familiar of designing those customer experiences for different types of products. I worked for big corporations in the past 10, 15 years and also startups. Um, and yeah, in, in EVE, I tried it all basically. So um, there's a lot of, you know, unbalanced work and a lot of people that are unheard of, especially, you know, public groups. Um, you played with, you mean? So for, for example, um, I, uh, I have seen a while for like Spectre Fleet and I have seen a lot more now for like Bomber's Bar. It's something I just enjoy more doing, you know, uh, cloaky campers, cloak and dagger stuff. Um, you know, Sne sneaking um, up on people in. and killing them. Yeah, and, and learning, you know, from it, I guess it comes with game maturity as well. When you're, you know, at the beginning, you're eager to get into a fight and you just blow it up in less than, you know, two seconds. And you're like, hey, this doesn't work like other, you know, space simulators where you have massive cap fleets and actually a dreadnought or, you know, a capital lasts for a while in a fight. Here, you just, you know, you melt in 30 seconds to like a bomber fleet. And then being a, no, either from a wormhole or just cloaking and just sneaking up on people requires patience and sometimes, you know, just seeing what people do if they bait you and what's going on uh, around you and being more, I guess, more analytical and taking an informed decision when, once you, you learn how to play and the game mechanics. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, um, there's a lot of, you know, balancing that needs into the way public groups interact with big NullSec alliances. And a lot, I think, was being put in, in place in the recent updates only towards, you know, NullSec blocks that had more of a voice, which is not, you know, fair because there's a big community of people that want to, you know, not have allegiances, all the politics, all the backstabbing, you know, what, what happened with, with CO2, for example, or what happened recently with, you know, some other blocks being dismantled or just a big, you know, alliance steamrolling uh, everybody, especially because um, from my perspective and a lot of players, the sovereignty wars are boring as hell. You <laughs> just have to do it, but they're boring. They're not interactive. They're not, I, I did it, I don't know, for like 20 systems by myself at one point with multiple alts. And it's just, you know, spin your ship, watch a movie, come back. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a waste. Yeah, and the same is for like, you know, doing bombers fleets or, you know, specter fleets where there's no allegiances technically and you still sometimes have a spy and you get dropped or uh, AWOXed because why not? Somebody, you pissed off somebody else um, and people take the game, you know, too seriously. At the end of the day, even if it's a sandbox and you invest, you know, real um, time, it is a game and I think there are, you know, a bunch of other games out there that do a better job at controlling this aspect, you know, with people being toxic at one point and just ruin your fun. Do you think that's out of control in, in EVE? Ah, yeah, there's no control. Like in Cheetah, you can have people link anything from porn to swearing, and you don't know there's, you know, 2,000 people. There can be kids. There can be under underage people. Um, 
you know, there are sometimes you know, play with friends and they have kids in the background and somebody's swearing on comms because I don't know, whatever screwed up in a fleet, which is, you know, enraging and stuff like that should be much more controlled. And especially it is a player driven economy and environment, but we're doing a poor job at it. And people just laugh at trolls. And um, most recently, Bomber's Bar killed a rourke. The guy got trolled. Uh, by his own coalition, probably got yelled at. He cancelled a bunch of ships, clones and whatnot. It was on Reddit, a big post, and basically did a bunch of damage because, you know, somebody raged at him. It was fine. He was 10 billion. So whatever. He'll replace it. He ruined your kill board. Go kill some other people. You know, relax. I, I never, I have people that do mistakes and lose more than they can. Killboard is just a third-party tool. It doesn't mean anything if you have 99% in your top one in situations one versus one or one versus many because it's not fair. You're still gonna lose. So mm-hmm. I don't I don't see it as a you know a tool for ranking. Oh, let me check your killboard. Well, I don't. I honestly don't care that much about killboard. I I gated carriers because I was bored. 30 jumps just for fun. It blew up. Yeah, that's what they expected. I build it. I blow it up. I do whatever. You know, I would do whatever it gives me a, a relaxing moment or have a laugh at, at the end of a, you know, a hard day. And mm-hmm. it's, it's just the difference the, between, you know, those type of fights. Right. The, the, uh, the group that yelled at their own member and made him rage and quit, what, what group was that? I think it was uh, in Valley of the Silent Pandemic Legion, right? Um, I was reading about it because I was actually off on a holiday. So you, you guys are the ones that killed that Pandemic Legion Rorco pilot that... Maybe. Yeah, in um, Bomber's Bar. Yep. Okay. You know, Bomber's Bar is more of a covert ops society. They're less known as well. A lot of people joined because of the nice streams and videos that we post. We had a guy the other day. It was funny. We asked him, you know, like, where did he find out about um, oh, Bomber's Bar? And he found out from the Eve presentation video when, you know, there's a iconic voice, like, in three, two, one, decloak all torpedoes on the Dominics, Dominics, Dominics. That's, yeah, you know, something. The trailer. It, exactly. So, you know, it's that community and making people, you know, feel welcome. It's a, it's new bro friendly. Everybody's trying to explain and help around. Like earlier today in the morning, uh, I was sitting in comms with a one day old character and just guiding him through stuff that he actually researched and the game doesn't give you enough of a journey as a you know experience. So as a new pro, an abandonment rate is a lot higher. Uh, mm-hmm. So I think there's a lot of room for improvement from the beginning to a lot of game mechanics that are just off balance. I find a lot of people get stuck a lot more often than people think in very simple things. One of the things I've heard is that just a window will pop up over an area that they need to see so that they can continue to go travel somewhere or something like that. Or if you lose your probes, you don't really know where to get new ones. It doesn't occur to you that you go to a market to buy them. And if you do go to a market, you will be at the wrong market and they won't be on sale. So then you think they're just not available and then you're stuck. Yeah. There was a guy, I heard a story. He didn't know you can warp. So he was like, how do I get to station to gates and to other systems? And manually it takes you literally years, you know, when you have 10 AU, 150 astronomical units, yeah. takes you forever. It's not realistic. So the guy didn't know there's a functionality to click on an object and then warp, which mm-hmm. is ridiculous that, you know, it, it 
you know, some is intuitive, some is not. There's a lot of info, there's a lot of complexity to modules. How do you fit? How is the best way to do it? At least the basics, which, you know, once your first ship gets blown up, that's it. You get a mining ship and go mine, do some missions. Those missions are not really interactive. So looking back to when you were, when did you start playing? Um, May last year. Oh, you're a relatively new character. Yeah. When yeah. you started playing um, recently, uh, and that's actually a lot of knowledge that you have for playing just in one year. Well, I played a bit, I don't know, a couple of years ago. I mean, you're already FCing, right? I lost accounts. Uh, yeah, well, I don't think FC is a necessary, you know, skill or whatnot. It's something you can teach and learn. And like I said, I used to run training fleets in old alliances, so I was part of Deuce Vault with Try when before they got invaded, and we moved a couple of times. And I used to help basically everybody um, from giving out ships, training them how to use, you know, E Wars to save Rorquals. Uh, so I can't figure this out. Are you an an old, experienced player, or are you a relatively new player? Um, well, let's say with the new mechanics, you know, if you take a break of like four or five years, uh, I played like a couple of months, but then I got really busy. And like I said, I relocated a couple of times with real life. So I was just too busy to continue. Lost that account and started from scratch. Oh, okay. Um, so you're starting from scratch, but you started playing, you found Eve when? I don't know. Um, a long time ago. I think I was <laughs> in high school. <laughs> At wow. the beginning, when there were like frigates and whatnot, when it was still a bit more... Like 2004, you know, 2005? Something like that, wow. when there was no tutorial, you're dropped in, you know, you log in, you have a ship, and you're like, okay, what now? <laughs> <laughs> so what was the best moment, the one that you were like, oh, I love this game? I think when I got my first um, double solo kill, um, basically I was roaming in a Drake at like my first month or something. And I know Drakes were good before. So I was like, I'm going to fly a Drake again. Um, I went into faction warfare, um, got dropped by a guy, started killing him. And then another guy started shooting me and I managed to kill both. And then a third one managed to kill me because I was really low, but it was like, you know, way cool because the fight takes a bit longer when there's not those massive super fleets when you just get uh, alpha. Um, that the type of engagement with a bit of rep when you know a fight lasts longer than a minute, it's actually more fun when you get to you know kite around, warp in, ping around, and repair and whatnot, so you can actually see the damage. Um, you know, have more tactics in in the game rather than you know you blow up in ten seconds. There you go. You have to jump fifteen jumps again to get to staging or whatever you want to do. Yeah, it, it sure is nice when there's a lot of different uh, things that can happen. Uh, like you said, when more tactics can be involved. Yeah, I mean, if the ships will be a bit more resistance, I mean, at least on, on a similar class, right, um, it would be a bit more engaging for players and a bit more room to, you know, use kiting tactics, you know, uh, stuff like you're going to run away in a straight line and suddenly change direction you know, 180 degrees to pull range back so you can actually web a target that you can't catch when it or orbits you. Different types of tactics like that. They don't happen because you die too fast. And then if you're like in deep null, roaming in enemy space, you prepare, you know, half an hour to an hour, especially in a big fleet. You form up, you fit a ship, you take it 15, 20 jumps, you die in 10 seconds, and there you go. It's your Story ended. Yeah, and it's like, you know, it's for a lot of players that get 
killed at the beginning, and that's not fun. Um, you know, it happens, and people are, you know, uh, not engaging that much. About. I like to play hunters a lot, scepters, for example. So I will be the first to sometimes die if I'm not careful. It takes, you know, skill and actually in-game skills to get to a, a good point where your scepter is more survivable, even if you're, you know, if you're not fast enough, you still get killed while you're waiting for a fleet or secondary tackle and stuff like that. When it's really cool chasing people and just, you know, um, having that action. And, and that's not fun when you're, <laughs> you know, first guy to die because you're the first on the grid calling shotguns, catching targets, and you manage to, you know, sometimes it is a sacrifice that you will hold the target until the last minute you blow up, but your fleet kills, you know, a big capital ship or whatever you catch there. Yeah. But sometimes it's like for you, it's like story ended, go home, you know, do yeah. something else. Um, especially oh, for, for like PvP. I totally agree. I one of my memories early on was uh catching a carrier at a gate and then calling the, the pack to come because I was um scouting for them. And uh, I was able to hold them long enough for the fleet to actually get killed, and so at least you have the satisfaction of having contributed to a win even if you died. But I can't imagine how disappointing it is to catch something or get into the wrong place and get killed instantly and then have to go all the way back home and your night's over. That's an interesting point. Yeah. So, like, yeah, I mean, is there's, headed... there's a lot of... Yeah, go sorry. Ahead. Finish your point and then we'll move on. No, I mean, there's a lot of static um, actions in, in EVE, right? There's a new event or a new type of, let's say, DD. Somebody does it, uh, writes a guide, there you go. There's no dynamics in it. There's no random events, even in a site, even in ratting, even in, you know, it's basically spin your ship for the next 20 minutes. You get some ISK, spin your VNI, take out the carrier. There's nothing there that, you know, triggers a dynamic engagement. So people are like, you know, don't AFK just because you're in NoSec. But people will still AFK anyway <laughs> or stuff like that because there is, it's boring. That's, that's the truth. And yeah. it gets to a point that I am basically mostly PvP all the time. I don't do anything else because that's the only thing that actually engages. And sometimes, like, I think yesterday I roamed for like five hours. Nobody wanted to pick a fight because they know, well, I have stuff in the background, so they don't know if I'm solo or I can drop a cap fleet on them. <laughs> but still, that's not the point. It's just basically there's no, you know, let's say PvP areas where you can just gate inside and just shoot everybody or type of events in other games that are formed out by public, for example, right in... Even in World of Warcraft, you go in an area or, you know, a dungeon and you can form up with randoms to do the, the event or PvP party versus party that are created random and balanced out, you know, stuff like that. Um, there, there's still a bunch of ideas that we, you know, it can work. And I understand the technology behind the game and the technical depth as a, you know, an older game as well. Do you, do you like the direction they're going with the, the EVE stuff that they're building? Is that... Does that work in this universe? In what sense? Well, that they're giving the uh, NPCs really strong, eight, um, what do you call it? Uh, AI. God, I was keep thinking API. AI. They have really strong AI. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, that you mean the AI and the aggression, right? The reputation against certain ones that will aggress you instantly. And if you're like yeah. in enemy space and you never aggress those, you have you no know, better standings. They don't aggress you. Um, yeah, it is interesting, but like as it depends on how the AI behaves. I think it's it's a good idea in the sense of it will make 
people form up probably in the future, um, even in ratting fleets, in the sense of, you know, the, as incursions work, and that's more engaging, even if it's a bit more difficult. Um, it at least creates people, you know, that you need to react on random events that will happen as the AI will probably adapt to your behavior, your fittings and stuff like that, um, like player owned, you know, AI. Mm -hmm. Well, you're with a, this is very interesting. You're from Eternity, Fraternity right now. And that is mostly a Chinese group, isn't it? Yeah. Um, we are uh, from France, basically. And we're trying to build a European group as well. Uh, well, European English speaking, let's say international outside of the Chinese one. It is a, as a hassle. I built a, a group before, but it's also I did it for, you know, the knowledge. How how do you interact in a multi-language environment where you don't speak, you know, the language, let's say, even on comms uh, or, you know, in, in chat, not everybody speaks English. So I wanted to see those difficulties. And like I said, I experienced a lot of stuff. And even I actually, I did it on purpose, even if it's really complicated the way we interact. Um, and it, it takes time and dedication. You know, you can't build something out of thin air. So, you know, it's people's work and you put your passion into it and trying to, you know, um, do something nice. And uh, they're a nice community. So they're, they're really good at what they're doing. They're really friendly. They try to help. They have their own, you know, specific rules. Um, as everybody, you know, in every other group, if you talk with a U.S. group, more Americans are different. If you talk with more German, for example, alliances, I've been in corps. Um, when you deal with a lot of international people, and I did in real life as well, there are those cultural differences that reflect on the game, the way we interact. So it's keeping more an open mind and being friendly. That helps as well. Uh, and trying to understand where they're coming from rather than being, you know, I want it like this, ABC, and I don't know anything else, and I don't want to, yeah. you know, do anything else. So it seems like you're um, somebody who understands all aspects of the group size, but you prefer that groups not, you know, gravitate towards all the same big groups. And yeah, I am. Um, what do you think about even that aspect that most groups are now like everybody's joining all the big groups? I think it's a it's kind of bad because some groups are so entrenched that there's no dynamics. There's always wars between three, four big groups. Um, renting, I think, actually, for example, is bad for Eve. Shouldn't be allowed because there's no fights over solve, for example. If you would, you know, for example, ban solve and change it to something more dynamic, even taking over, you know, player-owned stations instead of blowing them up would be more interesting. Having a, a little siege event or, I don't know, uh, dropships with Marines, even if you don't control them and have some timers there that you need to bring X amount against defending fleets that would have Marines and, you know, micro games or stuff like that would be more interesting. Um, how do you small stop, groups. How do you stop renting, though? You ban it, for example. Like I said, the CC, CCP as a, an entity, even if it's a game driven by, by people, um, mm -hmm. there are rules and regulations, you know, people being rude and that sometimes are just ignored. That's not so strict. There are other games where you have feedback. Like, uh, I don't know, Dota I used to play a lot. I, I logged in recently. I wanted to see. They're really banning Hammer on people that are toxic. Counter-Strike, I heard the same, and a lot of other online games because of a widespread, you know, um, 
panic on toxic people and rude behavior, really toxic online, mm -hmm. um, they started actually intervening. And I think that's, that's a good idea. You know, as much as you want to have spies and backstabbing and whatnot, you need to create those, those opportunities as a job role, right? In the original presentation in EVE, you can be a bounty hunter. The bounty mechanics is broken. You cannot be a, basically making ISK out of running of bounties. You, there's no job boards. There's no bounty boards, for example, or you know, outside of normal contracts of moving stuff around or selling stuff. That's it. So there's limited engagement in that and opportunities to to be an independent capsuleer because that was the original presentation. Like you said, most people will flock to a bigger group because they will be tired to get dropped on, camped. The camping mechanism is as well broken. You know, you can camp for weeks, for months. I've, I've been camped for like seven weeks in a row. Wow. Um, you know. And I don't, I don't care that much because you, know, you shift from super carriers to VNIs, whatever. I, I lost the VNI <laughs> Vixer. But camping as, as a cloaking mechanism should consume cap. So at least you have a chance to you know, combat probe that guy and kill him. Because once he's entrenched there, like I have campers, I had campers from like Goons who are from tests for weeks just because they wanted to. We had, they had no problem with me. They just wanted to be there for like six weeks in a row in all pockets. I had I own three systems at one point. Um, so I was like, okay, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? It's just annoying. You're you know, rat making isk is like going down because you're not gonna field a a, a Oracle or a carrier, you're gonna field, you know, cheap ships. But still it's annoying. And there's nothing you can do about it because the me mechanic is like he can log in, not look at an alt, and just stay there. And, but the psychology is like, he's there. So you don't know, is he looking at it? Maybe he's not looking for 10 hours, but he's logged in 24 seven. So you're like, there's somebody local with me and I don't know what he's gonna do. Is he paying attention or whatever? Yeah. Well, these are all very specific problems, but your overall view of the game is, is what? Like you need, like, these are all specific ways that you would chime in and say, look, uh, cloaky camping needs to work on ca um, capacitor or something. Oh. What you're saying is, in the general theme, is what? So there's a lot, like I said, these are, are not you know specific issues. There's a lot of small changes that would balance the game to give, a, you know, not an edge to, to some some people or others. Uh, uh, the big blocks, yeah, there are people that I know, they join big blocks just because they can AFK work walls in Google space. That's a given. Anybody knows that. Yeah. Or PL that accepts, you know, spies. That's not a, you know, a game that is actually entertaining because you're doing goon space, so you can make isks, so you can actually build stuff with your old in a different corpse, so you can actually fight goon swarm at the same time. So that mechanic is broken, <laughs> right? You have a you have alts there because it's safe and they have you know, a big fleet that they can defend you, but you're actually not playing with them that much. You know, you can AFK in a PvP fleet because your Oracle is protected, so you just keep it on a on a second alt. That that type of mechanic is is broken. You know, people with mining with twenty seven alts because you just can't make it with one. Um, it's yeah, it works for CCP. I understand for you know flexing and subscribing makes more money, but again, the game yeah. would be more balanced in in those opportunities of creating um, drones and whatnot. You know. Uh, controlling more ships from from a distance, like 
you know, right. in the, the recent updates, for example, uh, capitals have been nerfed so bad that, you know, people would run away when they see a carrier. Now it's like, oh, let's kill it. I'm like, are you serious? It's a ship that's 2,000 meters over your 20 meters frigate. I took pictures, like, ships next to each other. I was like, you're still going to kill it, and you're still not afraid of it because it's, you know. That sense of carrier. scale and awe isn't there, is it? Yeah, it's no longer there. And like supers. Uh, this weekend, Friday we killed a wyvern. Saturday, a hell, and Sunday another hell, which is yeah. like you know, I feel like just big subcapitals now. You become a, a bullseye on your back when you when you have that. Um, you know, it's it's not so entertaining, and you know I can afford a titan, but I'm not. I don't need one. It's, I, what would I do with it? It's just. <laughs> just bridging fleets that's it not a bad thing to do well listen it's been nice talking to you is it damien blackie yeah from fraternity and uh it sounds like you have a really good grasp of a bunch of different things in eve and probably some of the more important ones uh so thanks for interviewing with us and good luck with your campaign thank you for having me and have a nice day <laughs>